Welcome to the latest episode of the Blast From Cast From. This is the music podcast that you love to listen to. <laughs> you learn something. Uh, every time you listen, you learn a little bit more about the history of popular music. Because we go back in time, back and forth, back and forth. Up and down, round and round. Uh, just like uh, a good intro to a podcast, which is quite difficult to achieve. But nonetheless, uh, my name is Kurt Throuder. Uh, I'm going to identify my two co-hosts very shortly. And they will say hello um, and tell us a little bit about the last uh, little period of time in their lives. Uh, just oh, an interesting God. fact of, of what's happened. So uh, first up, we have uh, Matthew Tabletop. Hello. H- hello. Oh, we're going to tell you about things that have happened. I'll be honest, I've, I've listened to some podcasts and most of them start quite smoothly. I mean, there's not really huh. that much um, that to and fro in the, in the sense of... Uh, they just sort of do it and get it done professionally. But then again, I'm, I'm listening to those every week, so I don't know if it's maybe just quantity over quality. Maybe that's what we're going <laughs> right, at the, right at the gate of the tech. <laughs> so uh, I've, not, I've not been up to much except... Uh, listening to podcasts, apparently. Yes. Well, we'll move on from you. Um, cool. No more attacks. Uh, and then we also have Jennifred Finch. How are you and what have you been listening to? Oh, I, I'm good, thank you, but um, I haven't been doing anything interesting. That's why I sighed as you were introducing this segment. I'm sorry for that. You were still talking while I sighed. I audibly sighed, but uh, that's it. Audibly sighing. That's an activity as well. Uh, don't worry about it. No judgment here. Well, we're gathered here today. Um, I don't like that. Uh, introduce this <laughs> either, right? We're we're all we're all I'm together. Keeping that in. We're all together. <laughs> we're all together uh, on an online form uh, to discuss a topic that we were just uh, saying it wasn't really on the radar until recent events. Um, but given that Will Smith is more than likely going to be returning to his music career, um, it seems uh, we thought we would look at the old discography of the Fresh Prince and uh, Will Smith. Is he a rap genius? Is he fairly harmless in his uh, music making? Or is he dangerously mediocre? Uh, just, just look at his Wikipedia page now. Um, uh, he is an American actor, rapper, Oscars slapper, and film producer. That is what it says. Is that actually on, <laughs> yes, is that actually, actually on there? It's actually <laughs> on the Wikipedia page. So, I mean, we could talk about the, the famous slap. <laughs> Um, I mean, at the beginning, there was a few people that came out on the side of the uh, on the side of the um, the assailant. Um, that seems to have died down, uh, and the comedians are just going after him, and that will probably continue for the rest of his life. Hmm. There is uh, there's already a bit of fallout uh, personally. Looks like there's a few movie studios, including Netflix, who are. Backing. I mean, this is a, an ongoing and developing situation, and the time it takes us to put together and uh, release a podcast, it might. There'll be. You'll have further. his next Oscar by the time we release this. <laughs> You'll have landed by the time we get it right. Two time Oscar winner by the time we release this podcast. But um, uh, yeah, a few movie studios have, have backed off the. So, guys, do you think we can get Will Smith for our films now? Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, wow. He... Opportunity knocks with an open hand. Would you. <laughs> What would the film be? A film about well, I think we should make a film about a woman in the army. Ah, okay, that that is hot right now. It's the, the I hadn't heard, I'd forgotten that film existed, um, and probably <laughs> so would have breathed, yeah, new breath of life into a, a Demi Moore classic. I'd like to just make a kind of a slightly spoof mockumentary as an apology for Shark Tale. Um, could maybe do that with Will Smith. 
Was he involved quite heavily in Shark Tale, wasn't he? he well, he's the starring voice. He's the I main don't... fish. He's the main I, fish. I <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible film. There's a, there's a there's a whole scene that's just the song Car Wash, but the the fish and the entire time, all I could think was, how are they soaping it up underwater? Uh, also, from now on, I'm going to be using uh, main fish as a as a term. Who's that guy? Is he the main fish around here? <laughs> Will Smith, yeah. main fish, um, obviously started off as a musician, uh, used that as a platform to become a, an actor, built up a bit of a reputation there. Uh, but now, as things stand, resigned from the academy uh, and banned banned from attending award functions, it seems. So we think he may be returning to a career in music. That's the prediction here. So let's take a look and a listen, which you've already done, um, at the music career of Will Smith uh, and give our predictions for what that's going to look like going forward. So turn your clocks back. Um, is that, is that, that's not how time travel works, is it? Day, daylight savings already happened. <laughs> oh, do you mean as in time travel? Sorry. Turn your um, flux capacitors on uh, and we'll go back to 1987. This is the first album from DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, mm-hmm. Rock the House, 1987. Uh any thoughts on this album? The cover, the cover alone is fantastic. I mean, they are literally rocking the house, a, a dollhouse with earphones plugged in it. Is there any other cover that would literally be what is the main title? I, I mean, can you think of anything that's just, that literally is just rocking the house? It's usually not the done thing. Um, a lot of people like to go for more abstract, uh, but not DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> that uh, that could be a. A reference, though, to how they met. Have you heard that story? Uh, no, let's let's hear it. Take it away. Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith both lived quite near each other, and uh, they used to have these block parties where, like, they would MC basically and do stuff like that. And Jazzy Jeff's mate never showed up one night, and Will Smith, I think, was at the party and just got involved and then the two of them started doing stuff together so basically like jazzy jeff was on um, some interview and he was talking about how if that chance encounter hadn't happened his life could have been you know he could have been completely unheard of and just got a normal job later on and stuff so i wonder who the the loser was it didn't turn up <laughs> that was one thing i don't think he mentioned much about his pal that never showed up whether he, he was just gone after that so they would have been rocking houses in the literal sense i suppose when they uh that was how they started out just wonderful um Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble, uh, the main single from this album with the I Dream of Genie backing. Quite, uh, what do they go for there? It felt like the idea of back in the day, but then when you actually find out the year it was released, you're like, oh, things had evolved even by then. So they're, they're almost like a year or two late to what the trend is. And that, that'll, that'll become apparent for future albums of Will Smith. The following year, you had He's the DJ... I'm the rapper. So this was a double album. This is the first double album in uh, rap music history. This, I guess, the the blonde on blonde of rap music uh, was this album. So you had uh, the first disc was mainly about um, Will the Fresh Prince, and the second disc was a DJ cut presentation for Jazzy Jeff. Um, in terms of talent, Jazzy Jeff's quite a good uh, quite a good DJ there. He was. 
received well on the the show that I watched. I liked him actually. I, I, when he was speaking, I thought, yeah, this is. I like this guy. He definitely loves music. It's pretty clear. So I think he's quite legitimate in the in what he's doing. Whereas Will Smith's kind of, you know, he's, he he likes to do a number of things. I think he always wanted to be more like an actor. I'm sure that was mentioned at some point. I think certainly in the beginning stages, the Jazzy Jeff was the main, yeah, the main talent in the two in the in the duo. The main fish. The main, he was the main. <laughs> <laughs> he was the main fish at the beginning. And certainly, yeah, the um, admission here about this, uh, this was the first time I'd heard any of these albums. Obviously, you heard a lot of the singles, but I hadn't gone through the uh, Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff or Will Smith discography before just because it hadn't uh, really appealed. So this is my first fresh hearing of all these albums. Can I make a comment on that? Obviously, it's quite a long album. You, you, it's harder to see on Spotify that it's a double album um, right off the bat. I just thought it was a really long CD or whatever. But so you, what, that's the other thing as well. There, There's two versions of this on, and on that, the streaming service. Um, yeah. There is the... So we never got a chance to hear, obviously, the actual the LPs. There was the CD version, which has actually an edited down second disc. And then there's the deluxe version, I think, which has like the full. Um, so the second disc is it's even longer than potentially than you did, you'd listen to. I think it was just a lot of, all right, already with the the kind of similar rap songs that would be like, and now for some DJ scratching, here comes Jazzy Jeff. And like the first couple of times you're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. And then it kind of just keeps happening. Uh, maybe a bit of... Um, overkill but what i was going to say this is completely off topic but um what, what jennifer had said at the start there which was the is obviously a chance encounter and these guys don't seem like they're lifelong friends from the start um there was ready rock c who's obviously the beatboxer and he almost came in like like someone's got a buddy that they just want to keep including in things and like oh and will smith or fresh prince kept on saying oh he's my favorite he's the, look how good and talented this guy is and then it would almost be like then they would talk about the the scratch and uh, Jazzy Jeff stuff, and then another song, which is actually a song in this album called "My Buddy," which I think is him, which is uh, um, Fresh Prince and Ready Rock C just beatboxing and rapping and things like that, and it's just so weird. Um, hurt feelings, I guess. Um, and then the album cover being Jazzy Jeff on his own being pointed at. <laughs> I don't know if I, I was reading too much into it, but I, I, I'd love well, that's where the those. LP would come, it would come in handy. If you flip it over, you then see the full Fresh Prince pointing. Uh, but yeah, obviously there, you just see the hand coming in. But yeah, this, this is the whole concept of it being a double LP, the first double LP in rap music history. There's, an, there's another side to the cover there. Yeah, but that's like having the longest car in the world. Um, it's not going to be too functional, though, is it? <laughs> Still the longest car in the world. <laughs> okay, you so, win. You win, guys. I feel like the DJ here. and You're, you're Ready Rock C and the Fresh Prince. See, Ready Rock C, is this the guy that didn't show? This is what I'm wondering. No, but I think I he's Will Smith's buddy. Reference. No, I think he's because he's Will Smith absolutely seems to love him. He's constantly in the Fresh Prince songs. Like, I was seeing and, that and they seem in, to be considered as a, a trio almost, even though he'd never got a credit yeah. in the, the band name. But yeah, he was certainly for the first few albums, he was involved. Maybe that's his penance. They missed out on a trick. They could have been Fresh, Jeff, and Ready. Would have been wonderful. <laughs> Wait, I <laughs> Is that not good? Yep, Fresh, right. Jeff, and ready. Um, it seems like there's room for improvement there. <laughs> no, there's real not. good, but <laughs> yeah, there's no room for improvement with that. That's my Saturday night routine now. I am Fresh, Jeff, and we're ready. <laughs> okay, 
So this was, I mean, I guess this is, in his whole career, this is Will Smith's classic, uh, it seems to be considered. Again, this is not one I'd heard before. From 1988, uh, it's quite a stellar uh, list there. You've got um, By All Means Necessary by Boogie Down Productions. You've got Eric B and Rakim, Follow the Leader, Critical Beatdown, Ultramagnetic MCs, Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation of Millions, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Long Live the Kane by Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, it does feel a bit like Conway Twitty at the same time as the Beatles or something. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, when I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is stuff I've never heard before. But then when you actually start doing a bit of research and peeling away time of it being released, what the scene was at the, the same time, it's like, wow, these guys are really... It's almost like they've been they've been informed by Telegram or something. Like, they're just not quite... I mean, once it gets to... We'll get to Red Alert. They were like, oh no, we need to get we need to get gangster rap with this stuff. Let's have a really hard album. And even the the way the the cover shot is is just so. Um, I think these fellows aren't quite um, tone deaf, but it's uh, it's quite embarrassing. Speaks to something else. So there was something I noticed even from the first album. He doesn't quite have. I think he eventually does, but he doesn't have his own style. Certainly at the beginning. Um, this to me sounded a bit yeah. uh, LL Cool J in this album. He definitely heard some other rappers, and it must have been Osmosis or something. He definitely has picked up on. He's influenced, shall we say? He's maybe just like that kind of little buddy that people would have. That if you had like a little quirk or a catchphrase or a way of talking or a twang, they might copy in. You know, it's endearing at first, and then when they keep doing it, um, it starts to grate on you. But hey, what do I know? Well, what do you know? Because this was the album that won him the first ever Grammy Award for a rapper. So this was the best rap performance. Uh, the 1989 Grammy. So obviously, above all those other albums, um, I forgot to mention oh. EPMD, NWA. Uh, there's a, the, I mean, it's, it's quite a long list. But. Well, come on, like to to circle back and to almost uh, talk about Questlove. Was it him that was behind Nas that he realized the day rap died when he saw rap, Nas's head just sink when he wasn't getting the the Grammy or something, or was it the do, you, do better telling are you alluding? Stories. Are you are you ascertaining that the Grammys are meaningless and the oh. people that they select to win are, is of no consequence whatsoever? No. <laughs> so, well, I mean, this speaks to what did he pioneer here, basically, by winning, by happening to have won the first Grammy for Best Rap Performance in 1989? Mm, I think he was just acceptably popular at the time. Or is that even no? When, when the hell did Fresh Prince start? That was nice. Well, we'll get we'll get there. Um, oh God, I'm embarrassed. Wait, how is he winning anything without being the Fresh Prince yet? I know. I was waiting to say because that's the only explanation. Well, he, was of... the, he was the Fresh Prince. That was uh, the, just the TV show hadn't happened yet. So the TV show. Hey, let's get there. Okay, let's get there in good time. Let's move on from this Grammy Award-winning album uh, and on to the nineteen eighty-nine effort. So shooting these out year after year, um, and in this corner, which was a further this is him getting closer to that rapping style that he does in that uh fresh prince of bel-air intro he's kind of finding a style at this point you you talking about punctuation rap yes well expand on that leading up to the next thing then it'll get something and then something else will pay off the exact same word that's pretty much all i got from it which was you start off like I'm sure many rappers have got many different styles and there's there's a way to, you know, take the audience on a, on a, a whirlwind. But when, obviously, we had to condense, listen to these, the amount of times it was, right, um, we're going to start, do some words, finish with a fart. It was just like, it was when you start noticing the squeaks on the basketball court, I really, really started to notice it. And it was maybe, did, did me no favours as far as critiquing because I was like, oh, here it comes again. And you're almost like, like a wave, you're waiting for it. 
to hit. It's just it's inevitable. It's yeah, like sunrise. it's like the kind of rapping quality that you would get from sporting personalities that did a novelty song. John Barnes, amazing. Exactly. That's who I couldn't remember. Not a lot to say about that one then, but in between that album and the next Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince album, it was the debut of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So obviously, has an. an this is the beginning of uh, the transition from musician, uh, say what you will about that, uh, to actor. I think one of the main things as well is that in the first three albums or four albums, it's very much uh, aspirational. Like, oh, he's constantly saying, oh, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that stuff. But there's still a kind of, he's planning for the future. And then you start to see the seesaw tip where beyond this album, it's very much just keeps listing his... And I'm a rapper and an actor, and I've got success. And it's that's basically all he says for every other album <laughs> beyond this. Once he got on that show, whether his music career was good, bad, or in, you're indifferent to it, but that was he went from boastful in a way that's like a young, brash person coming up to literally just some <laughs> listing how rich they are. It's like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, okay, good to have things. The love of the love of a good woman. <laughs> That's what I strive for. Um, fresh socks in the morning. Um, breakfast cereal that stays crunchy for just that little bit longer. You know what I mean? But he was just very much, I've, I've acted and I've got millions and I'll tell you about it. Uh, what was the question again? So the, we're, we're taking a little transition here um, in between the previous album and in this corner in 1989. And Home Base, which was the next one in 1991, obviously big things had happened for uh, Will Smith, otherwise known as the Fresh Prince, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air happening, and then by 1991, Home Base is the next album. Obviously, contains the so, biggest hit, "Summertime." Yeah, because I was going to say "Summertime" is the the song I know, but um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air song isn't on any album. No, it's like its own for, thing for that TV show. Ah, so it was created because in my in my brain, maybe uh, Jennifer, you'll be the same. In the it was like a oh, I thought there was like a Fresh Prince of Bel Air song that got a series created out of it and that was the whole like maybe the video was so charming that they decided to make it into a series but you're saying the series existed first and then they made that video with the the whole fresh prince stuff and what they added in the intros talk to me <laughs> i have nothing to add because i thought that uh, will smith didn't exist prior to the television show so shows how much i know all right, well, the Grammy was awarded again for Summertime, um, which, an interesting side note to that. Same one, same Grammy. Say Best rap performance <laughs> by a duo or group. So he's, the, yeah, they're, they're winning um, all over the shop. The, the interesting thing about that one is that people had noted that he sounded like Rakim to the point that people have actually asked Rakim, did you write that song for him? Um, and he's actually denied it himself. But that's an interesting little part of this. It does, it does sound like that. I kind of um, skipped through this and didn't give it the deep listen that I think you two did. Um, and I, I apologize what a surprise, for that. Eh? <laughs> but the, it was never going to happen, especially when I heard the first bits. So I kind of jumped and I was like, right, he's still doing, you know, he's still writing with crayons. He's still writing with crayons. And then it got further on and he does change the way that he raps. But you can hear that he's using his acting abilities to become other rappers for a brief moment of time, but with far less interesting things to say. Sorry, Will Smith. It's just... Oh, it is. It's, there's like a little <laughs> snapshot of what's the 
popular trend at the time. Mm-hmm. And this he's does. a good mimic. He's a good mimic. Yeah, excellent actor. So that's home base. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on that album? The entire time I was waiting for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air song to pop up. Oh. <laughs> Like the entire time, even when it even got to, because um, I'd made a little playlist for us all to, it's just for ease, and obviously it was just letting it run on, and then it went on to whatever the next album was, I think it's, is it Code Red that's the next one, but I was genuinely like, when it went on to that one, I was like, what, huh, oh no, they've taken it off Spotify, <laughs> I had all these questions running through my head, and I had to actually Google it, and I was like, oh, it's not actually on anything, but I was, um... This is the one with You Saw My Blinker, which yeah. is an interesting <laughs> recounting of a uh, uh, traffic incident which yeah. for your first indication of a potentially violent man I don't know if it's ironic but um, I was listening to this on the, a, a journey up the road with my my, my partner um, and uh, this was one of her favourites <laughs> she uh, absolutely loved you saw, you saw my blinker <laughs> on repeat almost uh, so that was uh, I don't know if that's but that's what I mean, though. Like, because obviously we're we're we've seen it from like, oh my god, what weird, strange lyrics, and like you say, talking about a traffic incident. But uh, that's my lady friend, absolutely loving the song. So maybe sometimes it's if, if the tune's good, I guess it kind of works. But I spent the entire time going, oh, <laughs> and with like having listened to this after the Oscars, <laughs> was, uh, little um, little asterisks to every song I listened to because some of his lyrics is not. Like he's he constantly talking about how he doesn't curse, but some of the content, baby, is uh, is questionable. Speaking of a red alert, um, the, that is the next <laughs> album. Uh, code? No, it's not the next album. This is Code Red. <laughs> Speaking of a red alert, <laughs> host gets covered wrong. <laughs> code Red, 1993. This was the Naughty by Nature sounding album, both in cover and style. Like they must have just seen. Like, oh, so one of us stands cap backwards in the foreground and then Mysterious DJ in the background and it's code red and you better watch yourself, son. Um, it's like a dad made this album after seeing some, like, Ghetto Boys or Ultramagnetic MCs or something. Like, tougher men. <laughs> they stand like this. So was that, so the? I mean, they're from Philadelphia, but was the, the New York kind of... Um not quite hardcore rap, but that was, that was a popular at the time. Um, obviously, going for that again, you're using the acting skills to to mimic the popular sounds of the moment. So this was the final Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff album. No Grammy for for this one for whatever reason. Um, what happens here actually in terms of his acting? Does he do Does he do films? He's not the main guy in anything until Men in Black, isn't it? I think that's one of his first main roles. Bad Boys was that. No, that was knife. Oh, maybe, maybe Bad Boys. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was still on the air, so that had to oh. see itself through. That must have kept him busy. That's a sitcom, you know. Ninety-five uh, for Bad Boys. Ninety-five for Bad Boys. So you've got um, yeah, he's transitioning to the acting until he becomes a big Hollywood leading man. The Bad Boys being mm. a big push towards that uh, and lands the Men in Black gig. And then this is where you have the uh, the movie tie-ins start to happen for him. Uh, so using his past musicianship to sell the movies that he's going to be doing. And the Men in Black um, main song appears on yeah. the next album, did, Big Willie Style from 1997. Did he start the you have to have a song and a mu- music video for every movie that comes out? Cause that, he, he weirdly in my brain for whatever... I always associate him with, oh, someone's starring in a film? There's going to be a music video that's attached to that film. And that's just what happened for a while in the 90s. It's the most 90s thing I can think of. 
And do we all miss that? I do. You miss that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It sometimes goes the other way because Annie Lennox did the Dracula one and it's quite kind of moody and stuff. And when you watch the film, it comes on halfway through the end credits and the film is not like that song at all. It's weird. If you watch it now, it's it's rather odd. It's not about Dracula. I realise we'll do another one. We'll talk about Dracula soon. <laughs> so, well, we could do the Annie Lennox Dracula thing uh, some other time, yes, certainly. But yeah, for now, uh, big Willie style Will Smith. This was not only the launching of the, not only the movie tie-in thing, but this was kind of tied into what was going on at the time. Another trend, the Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy Notorious yeah. B.I.G., Jay-Z, that whole crew, that kind of thing was going on with the using disco stuff from the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and even the two-pack style double tracking at the end of each rhyme, he was doing that a lot on this album. I don't know if you noticed that. Can you give Elab- me an example Elab- of yeah. double tracking? So, d- yeah. so that's where... <laughs> Elaborate for us, Lisa. That is where you... You you say you start saying the rhyme and then you do a re-recording of like the emphasized part, the last part of the the rhyme. Um, so there's two of your own voice and Tupac Shakur did that. He was he was the first one that I ever noticed doing that that was noticeable. I think other rappers do it, but that was becoming the style at the time. So it was just another example of. And um, here's the link here. So Jada Pinkett Smith or Jada Pinkett at the time was uh, one of the best friends of Tupac Shakur. So did that. Was that why that happened, or did he just have big ears at the time, listening to the popular sounds of the moment? Even then, he'll do anything to impress his lady, um, whether it's getting up on stage and uh, doing some smackies or uh, in the studio doing some trackies. (laughs) But this album is amazing in the sense, uh, this is one of the worst things I've ever listened to. Because obviously I was forced to listen to it on a car. I say forced to listen to it. Nobody in the back going, drive, listen to this. But um, it was just, this is all the, what I associate Will Smith songs with. So you get the jiggy with it, the just the two of us, um, Big Willie style, the Men in Black theme, the Miami song. And it's just like, wow, like this is all on here and it's really terrible. And what's hilarious, and this may surprise you, but like obviously once this album finished, it, it finishes with Men in Black. And decides, I, I guess the remix must be on like the Spotify version, but it should have ended with Men in Black. But when the Men in Black song came on, I was like, okay, thank you. That's I, I do enjoy that. I mean, forget me nuts, whatever. That's a great sample. But at the start of the next album was like a relief. And I really, really, really enjoyed Willennium. <laughs> so you want to move on to the next uh, effort? The movie tie in here is Wild Wild West. We'll get to that. But um, yeah, Willennium in 1999. This is also a very 1999. Uh, sounding album. I was getting a little flavor of Jay Z here. Um, little weirdly, a little flavor of DMX at, at moments. Um, obviously doesn't sound exactly like DMX, but that that same sort of cadence of rapping. But yeah, talk about uh, Willennium. I I just genuinely it was a lot of copying and a lot of you could you could see the homework um from the smarter kid in class. But I I don't know if it's just the contrast of having listened to that terrible album before. But from start to finish, even though it was very much a pick and mix of uh, different things. I really enjoyed it, and uh, when I got to Wild Wild West, I was uh, I was in my element. And then yeah, the rain is actually really with Jill Scott is a it's a wonderful song as well, and uh, I I can't compliment it enough. But then it like with all these albums, there was like there was a good, a bad, a good, a bad, and it's kind of funny because I I don't know how I don't know how to review this because 
I was so set up for anger and irritation because I thought, oh, it's just going to get worse and worse because, you know, once he's no longer the Fresh Prince and then this little gem came out of nowhere because I thought, ridiculous name, ridiculous cover, probably the worst period coming after the Just the Two of Us style songs, but I had a cheese-eating grin from ear to ear this whole time. So there's a little reward in my little journey up from England uh, listening to this and it was uh, it was glorious. Um, I just, I'm, I'm glad I'm not negative as well. I think that's the, it was almost like, it felt like dread. It felt like uh, I had a speech to give or something, but um, I'm so glad this one came. And, and, and I might surprise you, there's actually another enjoyed album in this uh, hey, discography coming later. Take it easy, Paul. We're going to go oh. chronological, <laughs> right? So, no, no Grammy Award for this one. I forgot to mention uh, both Men in Black and Getting Jiggy With It from the previous album that you did not enjoy as much. Uh, best rap solo performance at the Grammy Awards. Uh, but Isn't not- that just the way? That is the way. No, uh, nominated for Wild Wild West. Should we, should we go stay on that one? So this is the notoriously just taken. This is the pop rap thing, isn't it? Where you take an existing hit. Um, although actually, was that a single for Stevie wasn't, Wonder? Wasn't there think... another song, another rap song that was about? It was called Wild. So this is stole, Cool Modi features so many... on this one, and that was the that was a song was Wild Wild West by Cool Modi. Was the one? Yes, yeah, so that was even more confusing because I saw that video after seeing this. Will Smith one, and there was just suddenly Cool Modi, Wild Wild West, but then weirdly, so it's the Stevie Wonder sample with Drew Hill trying to sound like Stevie Wonder, and then obviously that Cool Modi hook. Who he's obviously Will- a big fan of, because in the early days yeah. it sounded a little bit like um, Cool Modi as well. And Will Smith, the 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 world's greatest sponge for all things, whether he wants to or not, um, has decided to just put it all together into one glorious package. But um, Is this the defining Will Smith oh, yeah. song? It's a, the movie tie-in, it's got the influences in there, and it's Singing got the, about uh, the movie the in the song. sample in there as well. I'm assuming uh, our friend here, he went to the cinema to see it, like we did, like good losers do. No, no, I, I, I still don't think I've seen it, actually. Wiki Wow Wow. That's a good question. How many, how many Will Smith films have you seen individually? All of them. I'm just going to get my diary on the subject. Oh, I don't even have. I don't even have pages yeah. to do the sound. Up oh, to pretend. Oh, oh, just going to rub your skin together. Let me get the diary on the subject. Oh, oh! This is like a fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's just immolating himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were receipts. So. Write that one down um, for future. For Foley action. Your, yeah, we can make a film about a fire now. <laughs> um, a Starring Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> wild Wild West 2. Oh, uh, come on. I was going to say Wild Wild Debts. Oh, there you go. Does that it's work? Not, it's not too bad. St. Wilmo's Fire. Um, <laughs> I have not seen the Wild Wild West. And I think I've seen most Will Smith films, though. I've seen That's a bold Ali. Statement. You've seen. I've seen Ali. I've seen Men in Black. That's. Uh... I have not actually. I stopped watching them when they became Oscar-y. I do that with most people actually. You prefer the action. You prefer no, the, the, I the just blockbuster. Ah, uh... I just can't. I can't handle the kind of the Oscar film now. It's too like it's always faded, and it's always a bit bittersweet or something you've got to go on some emotional journey with a bunch of folk not interested um pursuit of happiness etc well let's move on from this point in time the 90s we're going to transition (laughs) to the next decade speaking of pursuit of happiness let's talk about absolute sadness to the millennium um and 
the 2002 album Born to Rain. So I was struggling to... I knew he was a movie tie-in person at this at this point, and I couldn't quite recall what was happening until it happened. Um, the, the Men in Black 2 uh, song, Nod Ya Head. I know that one. Let's be a I good listen, opportunity to speak then. I listened. I listened to it briefly there. Yeah, I, I, it's terrible. It? <laughs> a lot of descriptions of his films in his songs that are in the films. So I guess uh, if you didn't, you didn't see the film, you could just listen to the songs. I think this is a terrible album. I mean, uh, you know, like, we're not going to go into in-depth re- reviews, but at one point there's like um, there's a full stop where it's. I think it's that Jaden's interlude going into a thousand kisses with Jada Pinkett Smith. I had to skip it. I like I was trying to be so completist and listen to everything I had to hear, every agonizing moment, but I had to jump for the skip button in that, and then the album didn't get any better, and then Black Suits Coming comes along. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that terrible film, that terrible time, and that terrible song. Well, in terms of the music, you might agree, disagree. I was hearing a little bit of Eminem, a little bit of oh. uh, mystical even. Um and a couple of others from the time. There's kind of a, the, what were you? He was a better rapper here than, as you were saying, the time he was kind of drawing with crayons. Um, mm-hmm. That's what you'd, the, the analogy you'd used. But still, a little bit of you know the flavor of the time in there. He he can do it. This is the thing. He's he's not bad at it, but he's just such a copycat that it's difficult to enjoy him because. It, I don't know, it'd be like a, it'd be like a two restaurants right, right next to each other. And the second chef, rather than going through all the trouble of making up his own recipes, literally just goes in the day before, tastes all the menu and goes, oh, that was pretty good. I'll do my own version. And then more people weirdly go to his restaurant. From an outside perspective, you're like, oh, I, I dislike this person because this is not art they're doing. But then you get people going, well, he's one of the most successful rappers, I guess. So who the hell are you? He does allude then, to that quite frequently. Oh, yeah. So there's a, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, um, I mean, he can boast, can't he? He's won the awards. He's got yeah. the people yeah, buy no the smoke records. Yeah, fire. One of the One of the comparisons that someone had made, and it was kind of around the Big Willie style album, I think, they, call him, they called him the Cliff Richard uh, of rap music, which I can hear. So it's like a rel- relatively inconsequential artist who is very popular at the time, but might not necessarily carry the weight of kind of hit, like have history on their side in terms of influence and, and that kind of thing. About as good a comparison as I can get. Obviously a very British um, comparison. I think it was the the new Musical Express that had uh, made that comparison, yeah. but it's not. It, it's a good one. It's just, I think it's a bit unfair to Cliff Richard. (laughs) Unfair to Cliff Richard, not a a sentence you're going to hear often. So we'll dispense, we're we're past 2002, uh, and we are now in 2005, which is the next album, which is uh, the the Little John-type sounding uh, album, at least at the start here. Um, But what did you think of this one? Lost and Found, 2005. I like this one. I This is what I'm saying because it took a little break with that that horrible um, Born to Rain album. But I, weirdly, this was like a little treat at the end. He was trying so many things. And he was, I guess because we've talked about it, he's, whatever was popular at the time a year before with all of his albums, that's basically what he's copied and tried to do. So he's a little bit behind the times every time. But whoever the hell he was copying for this one, it was a nice send-off in a way because... His little album cover where it says West Philly and Hollywood pointing in different directions. He's in the middle. The album's called Lost and Found. He's not quite sure where he's going to go next. And all the songs are kind of produced really well. And his, like I'm saying, he's got the ability. He's a good carpenter and he can build things, but they aren't his own designs. 
so he does like allude to having wished so there's some personal stuff in here he kind of can't remember which song it was was it i wish i made that where he talks about how he wish he'd potentially been able to give yeah. a bit more effort and time into his rap career uh, but because he had a very successful movie career that obviously suffered and he does acknowledge that it's, yeah, it's a, a bit in between all the boasting um that was refreshing to hear yeah because that's what i'm gonna say like the actual content of it was quite that's why i quite enjoyed it because it was a lot of like like a few of the songs might be a bit like hey i mean i still good at doing things and probably talking better than i am right now but um it was just quite a competent album but it's because he's still got that reputation and quite rightly still stealing other people's styles and uh he kind of gets away with it i guess because i'm assuming this wasn't a complete flop this album and he's never he's never gonna be choking for a a, a dollar so um you probably could just done what he wants at this point well that's that's it that was the last will smith album um and you say until <laughs> until the next one so what's the next will smith album gonna be because he, he's gonna have to return to it now isn't he i mean um, obviously an Oscar winner now, but that's all muddied. Um, did you see the film? I mean, it wasn't. It was a film made in the last five years, so I've definitely not seen it. Um, but has has anyone has anyone get intentions to see the Williams sisters film? Was it was it very much like when uh, when Martin Scorsese finally got his Oscar that it was like, oh, I guess he's kind of deserving uh, it, and there's no one, there's no one good. That. No, no. <laughs> What would, Bear with what, me. What would have been what, the one that he missed? Ali? Or... No, no, no. But what I mean is, as in, like, there isn't, like, because he's, I guess, another kind of passing the parcel analogy. He's kind of the last older actor, and he's not Denzel Washington, and he's not Daniel Day Lewis, and he's not, like, he's not rooted in anything impressive in the past. But I think it's just a case, like, because he's still there, and he's kind of a little bit older, that I don't think I'll ever watch this film, but I guess they were oh, well, who the hell else are we going to give it to right now? So he's kind of benefited from that. And then in his own idiotic way, he's ruined a very special moment for himself, whether it was deserved or not, by acting out like an idiot. And I think uh, I look forward to his next album, you know, Hot Pokers and Smacking Jokers, um, where he's going to go. I don't know what his, his musical stylings will be, but uh, I look forward to it. Because like, like you're saying, he can't go back to films because um, he'll have no awards to get that he can boast about. So he needs to go back to the music industry where he can... He can sort of get back to um, bigging himself up, Big Willie style. Even James Corden is uh, making fun of him. That we're at this point. Uh, so this is just going to continue for the rest of his career. I think, yeah, the return to music um, is the next logical step. Is that, the final, is that the final nail in the coffin for anyone's credibility, that James Corden, the biggest copier of anybody's comedic style? And wasn't it Limmy that joked that like he's stolen Ricky Gervais's laugh because James Corden's like... What what can I do to succeed in America? I need to have the irritating laugh. I need to do the weird car karaoke thing and just be likable and look back and forth and be silly. So James Corden uh, making fun of you. Maybe is that is that the final one? That's it. That's when you know it's over. You can only you can only come out of the the muck and the mire. Um, you can't go any further. I hate James Corden. He's the Ed Sheeran of comedy. <laughs> So what we well but what we'll like to start doing with these podcasts is actually recommend something for people to buy i know it's obviously not the best time um to get people to start buying things um <laughs> this year's probably the worst but wow. get, get the get the economy, economy going get the music economy going it's not all just streaming services um if you want to go out there and buy um an album is there any here that you would be recommending i'll i'll say willennium was a treat and I'd say is lost found is just a kind of competent like like I'm saying if you if you're you're not going out for a five star meal and you just want that Big Mac or that 
um, poker chips or whatever, like the simple, um, simplistic fare. I would go for those two just for the fact that they they know what they are and there's no nutrition in them whatsoever. But my God, you'll have a great time. No, just stay away from it all. That's my recommendation. I think of all the albums mentioned um, in this podcast, um, Blonde on Blonde by Bob Dylan or maybe Critical Beatdown by the Ultramagnetic MC. Wait, am I, I think you're talking about <laughs> Will Smith yeah, album. I was, but that's the obvious, uh, that's the low-hanging fruit of uh, oh, sorry. to go to. <laughs> I felt so betrayed. My little heart. Yeah. I was like, no. And he's I've got, got to some, use it. He's got some singles out. We could. Um, oh, see, so if you want to go for a Will Smith one, you're thinking maybe a, a single. They're harder to get, but that doesn't necessarily. There's a second. There's a second-hand market, obviously. So, of the singles, there anything that you would? Uh, without yeah, without ever having listened to it, I'm going to re- recommend the single "Esta Rico," 2018. I'm just going to find out whether he had anything to do with that. I have no idea what that sounds like. I thought you were going to go with "Summertime." I saw it on Spotify. This like he has actually done some tunes in the last ten years. He did contribute to Esther Rico, so enjoy. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's my recommendation. I don't know what it sounds like. I've not listened to it, and I prob- and I'm not going to actually. Um, Just some guy looking at a vial, going, "That's some beautiful looking poison." <laughs> uh, and the discography of Will Smith. Um, where were we sitting on that? Was that rap genius, um, harmless fun, or? Dangerously mediocre. I think I'm going to go for dangerously. DM. He's a he's a danger mouse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, dangerously mediocre out of those choices. But I think the truth for me is something else, which is what the hell's going on? He wasn't the Fresh Prince when he got super f- famous and won a Grammy. What? Garbage. And it all happened for him. Everything happened for him. Does this mean that like hard work pays off? Is that the model? Yes, potentially. Um, what is the model there? So yeah, just going back to that 1989 first Grammy when that start, that's where it starts off. I mean, he was successful before that, but that's um, a stamp on music credibility to some extent, depending on what you think of the Grammys. But um, to be the first person in the rap music genre, I mean, say what you will about Salt and Pepper, they were they were one of the nominees there. Would that have been an exciting first uh, rap win for a, a music act? I liked Salt and Pepper. There you go. Push it. So if if a female group had won the first rap Grammy, would that have changed the course of hip-hop history? No. It would have just been I, the same as now. Okay, that's Yeah. Right. I, and I, I just, I liked their name. Not their, not necessarily well, how their about music. the name of that album? Assault with a Deadly Pepper. Well, wow. I think they've pushed it a little bit too far there. I think they've overplayed their Push hand. Push it. But... Uh, this name of that single as well. There you go. It's all coming together. So... <laughs> <laughs> also, assault with a deadly, like as in the peppers and like bell peppers. Well, could be. It's how I would see that wording rather than it be. Anyway, but like. It's the just car, to, it's just the, to, the, uh, the, the sprinkle pepper, isn't it? The, the, uh, the, the spice. I know that's what it is. But I'm, I'm going to say maybe just retire. That Seven Pounds film, it's all right. Um, but the trouble is, like, it came out same time as that pursuit of happiness. And, you know, these are like these tearjerker films and you do feel a little bit like aiming for the Oscars kind of thing. And I'm, I really just despise that. There was purpose to his, everything that he did, wasn't it? There was like a, there was something behind it. There was a direction. And then he's maybe, corporate, yeah. isn't he? It's in his music. There's corporate um, motivation behind his art, which 
shouldn't be automatically a bad thing. Um, almost everyone has probably got that to a certain extent, but his one, it's really just because he because it worked. <laughs> everyone was like, oh, you know. Um, but there's the trouble is the other people like I'm not a big rap aficionado. Like, um, like you guys know a lot more about that genre of music than I ever will. But there are people there that even I can hear, and I think, wow, they're like a, they're like a um, poet, or you know that they are like a genuine artist. Well, um, let's go back to let's just harp on this uh, Grammy Award, but best rap performance. You, you've also got um, "Follow the Leader" by Rakim. That song itself, as a rap performance, um, that's still being picked apart today um, in terms of what like the how that was put together. Um, the meaning behind it and like the influence for for all time but parents just don't understand just <laughs> as good um thank you everyone for discussing that um and go out and purchase blonde on blonde by bob dylan <laughs> or they do or uh follow the leader by eric b and rakim also an excellent uh, album or or just blonde betray your guests <laughs> sorry blonde on, what's that it's just a good title even it's like you you know like even if that album it's great title name you know listen willennium not only <laughs> well willennium is um going to be easy to get i think that was the bargain bin um slash secondhand cd uh, fodder willennium is it not it's got such a bad cover that i didn't think there was any chance um so i just skipped right over it but... you you looked at it and thought will smith yeah, that's text. Judging a book by no, its cover. I think I, I looked at it, I didn't think Will Smith. I thought that entire era rolled up into one cover. It was weirdly like modern. It thought it was super modern for the time, but it was it dated in like a matter of years. It looked out of date. It's one of the quickest dating sort of periods. Well, as soon as we were over Y2K, history. then it yeah. became instantly. <laughs> Matrix and everything. <laughs> It, like all of that was just suddenly like oh it was like a night out and then we all woke up in the morning with like stuck in our face and stuff yeah and like everything was fuck. green remember everything was yeah. green and neon that font but that's why i kind of like it yeah. i think that's why we're all going to go celebrate um we are in this millennium currently so i guess um we'll just keep keep enjoying it because all you have to do is turn the m upside down to get millennium so so many layers Great shoes in that <laughs> shot as well. He looks like he's looking down like a elevator shaft. All right, we're at the, the significance. Yeah, <laughs> breaking down the cover of William. That's it. Right. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to hmm. the music career of Will Smith. Our thoughts on that, and do with that what you will. Until next time on the Blast from Castrom. Thank Get you. Get jiggy with it. Get jiggy oh. with it. <laughs>